Hello and welcome to episode 688 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, May 16th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, you're fatigued. How's it going? I am. I'm tired, but uh, we got to push through huge rainstorm here in Northern California. So hopefully uh, we make it through without losing power. Well, ho- hopefully so. We're talking a lot of uh, fab today. We kind of hinted at it um, on Monday when we talked about some of these new guys coming up. But there's been another rush of them. You know, we were talking about like breaking news guys were coming up in the middle of the show. They're back at it again, man. And even one this morning is up. And so we've got all these these rookies coming up and even some guys that uh, have been up before. So we figured it's worth kind of going in and really talking about what we need to do this weekend and what we should be looking at to get these guys, talk about these players, kind of go through it, and maybe kind of do the exercise that we talked about when it was brought up after the the key boom and Nate Lowe thing about like, hey, let's talk about their path here, how this could go wrong, how it could go right, and what you need to spend. few pieces of news before that, but that's going to be the main focus of the show today. First things first, Trey Turner, possibly back Friday. Everyone should rejoice. Now, if you got him on your team, of course, you're rejoicing. But I don't even have him, and I'm happy because I just love watching the guy play. I, I really have do. so many shares. I need him Oh, back so you're really so excited. Badly. Yeah, I mean, especially I have him in a number of dynasty leagues where I have to make a decision, kind of shit or get off the pot here pretty quick on mm-hmm. whether or not I'm thinking I'm going to be able to compete this year. So getting him back and kind of getting a boost uh, from him as a return is really important to – those teams, uh, hopefully we will know at some point tomorrow, uh, early tomorrow, whether or not they're going to activate him uh, because it'd be nice to get him back into NFBC lineups where you can kind yes. of switch things around on Friday mornings uh, before the game starts. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's much analysis to give. I mean, this is no, a No, it's really that... just a, a, an update of happiness. Well, where do you that... think he goes in the – uh, in in the the second chance leagues because if he is back on Friday, if Trey Turner returns Friday, top of the lineup, and just gets back to playing, nothing crazy like doesn't just go utterly bananas, but but is is steady and running. I say late first round. If he goes bananas, top five. Yeah, I I think um I think I'm there for that too. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy who had two home runs and four stolen bases in his first four games before getting hurt. So, mm-hmm. like, this is a this is a game changer, absolute game changer for Trey Turner to come back. And Wilmer Defoe was one point short, so there's really no ripple effect there as far as playing time goes. Uh, so, sorry, new NL only folks who maybe had Wilmer Defoe just to get some <laughs> get some plate appearance. That's really it. Yeah, he hasn't been helping you, so it's probably yeah, better yeah, he gets yeah, out of your lineup anyways. Yeah, if anything, you're, you're better off going to look for someone else. Uh, moving over to Detroit quickly, Heimer Candelario gets sent down. And, you know, they tried, they tried to wait on it, man. You know, I respect the Tigers for just kind of giving them time to really see where it's at and not sending them down at the first sign of struggle. But there are 165 plate appearances in now with a 192, 285, 288 line. He really struggled after he came back from injury last year, too. Blamed it on the injury a little bit. I know I did, too. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe it was that wrist kind of lingering. Let's see what he can do. He actually got off to a pretty decent start this year. But that's that. That's why you don't say – that's why you really shouldn't say that after, like, five games, though. Because it's not really a decent start. It's, like, probably two good games. In fact, that's exactly what it was 
with Candelario. He had a 308 average six games in because he had a five-hit game and a two-hit game. That's exactly why you don't say that sort of stuff. And so he's really uh, he's really just been a nightmare. Since the five-hit game, let's just take it from there. 172, 279, 273 for Jaime Candelario. He needs some time down in AAA, get his head right. He's still only 25. This will open up a little bit of playing time, though. It uh, looks like DeWall Lugo will come up. I, I'll throw him on the list. He's not a huge prospect, but uh, I will throw him on, on the list here. I do want to ask you about somebody else, and he would maybe inadvertent or like indirectly get time off of this. Where are you at on Brandon Dixon right now? Are you familiar with what he's doing? I mean, I've seen him have some big nights in DFS, so I know yeah. he's been kind of hitting a little bit. Uh, well, I'm pulling up his numbers. It looks like uh, he's been hitting maybe just a little bit more than just a little bit. Three right? runs, uh, to almost 300 average. I mean, still striking out a ton. A ton, dude. He does not walk. Uh, so that doesn't kind of, oh, God, 47% O swing and a 25% swinging strike rate. Uh, Is that... Is that bad though? Yeah, I mean it's not. It's, it's amazing bad. if you're a pitcher. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, he hits the ball super hard, but I don't think he knows where the ball is going to be to hit uh, a lot of the times, and it just kind of it seems a little bit like he may just be swinging wildly up there. Uh, that being said, I mean, if he's going to get some playing time, AL only. Uh, if yeah, for some I reason he's still out there. Yeah. I think that's the limit is AL only. And again, we'll get into Duval Lugo. I'll throw him on the list of, of the Fab Stravaganza that we're going to be talking about here soon. Uh, and then the last thing we want to talk about, Miguel Andahar fi- officially toast. We talked about him going back to the IL. Um, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying this to be like, and I told you so, but when he first got hurt, I was like, his season's over. Like, I, I just, it, it just didn't feel like it was going to go any other way all the way back when he had a torn labrum. I was just like, where's this going to go? And so, you know, this is where we're at now. He he goes down and, uh, you know, it stinks because he was such a huge bat and folks were drafting him in what, like the fifth, sixth round area? I mean, because you look at his profile, it was great. And and with the contact, it looked like he was, you know, Andahar was uh, ready made to be a nice batting average asset consistently. And so I think that that's kind of the tough part of losing him and now having to replace him. Uh, if it's the theme of the Yankees season, of course. So I guess third base will go back to. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Urshela will. If you if you had some Urshela shares this week, um, those just got an extension of playing time. Yeah, and I think uh, so. Someone and I can't remember exactly who it was on Twitter. So I apologize uh, for not giving you a direct shout out, but tweeted at you and me. Uh, Will the Yankees be interested in acquiring a third baseman after this, especially with, you know, Ryan Healy is coming back for Seattle, and they're going to have a little bit of a roster crunch when yeah. that happens. Or, the, or sorry, not Ryan Healy. Uh, Kyle Seager is coming back. Kyle Seager will be back, so, and Ryan Healy's already there. Yeah, so will that be – is that kind of a match made in heaven type thing? Uh, or do they kind of go with Urshela for now and see what – comes available towards the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a move at some point. Urshela has been uh, good, but he, he's not necessarily the guy I think they want holding down uh, the, the hot corner. No, he is. I picked him up. He's hitting 330 for the whole year. 
you shut your stupid mouth. Okay. <laughs> they don't need to make a move. They have their next decade solution at third base. Thank you very much. There, there was a funny uh, kind of ominous tweet uh, a few days ago when uh, uh, I think it was right after we recorded um, on, on Monday, uh, Brian Hawk uh, tweeted out that Andy R has been encouraged to talk, uh, talk about his shoulder situation over this family. I was like, are they going to, they going to put him down? Jeez. Like, is, are they going to send him to the, the Andy R farm up north right. where he can play with all the other Andy R's? Oh my God. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> we have a really tough decision to make. Yeah. I'm sorry. Up. We're going to pull the plug. We, we have to, we have to, uh, but yeah, that, that really sucks for, for Miguel Andahar. Um, and you know, the defense was already horrific. Mm. Is this on his throwing shoulder? I believe it's his, I want to say it was his left shoulder. Okay. So I don't believe it is the throwing shoulder. Yes. That's one piece. Oh, of, no, sorry. I apologize. It is his right shoulder. So, well, that just makes things worse. Well, I mean, they probably are, Gonna need to. They were probably going to have to eventually move him over to first or DH, anyways. And I'm sure that this kind of just locks that up. So yeah, I would, I would say so too. It's, it's not uh, like they've got anybody of note blocking him for next year. Oh, the weak Voigt stands are gonna come get you. That's Justin Mason FWFB. But, I mean, Voigt can play. Voigt can DH. I'm, I'm saying like Greg Bird isn't. Oh, the Kendris Morales stands are going to come get you. That's Justin Mason, <laughs> FWF. Yes. Don come Twitter. at me, Kendris Morales fans. <laughs> and by the way, they did acquire Kendris Morales in case you didn't know that. Don't even care. Not even going to put it on the rundown. I, I traded for Kendris. traded for him uh, the, the the morning that uh, he was DFA'd by by the. Uh, uh, by the athletics in a largest roster league where yes, you try it to was a 30 team uh, dynasty league. I meant largest roster, like biggest players. Mm. Like you have Dan Vogelbach on your team and Bartolo Colon. Uh, but you said what 30 team dynasty. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. It's a friends fantasy benefits, 30 team dynasty league. I got them for $2 a fab. I mean, we were chatting a little bit about Kendrick Rouse. J- Jason pointed out how like his Woba to X Woba difference is pretty substantial. But it is every year, and for me, I, I think as part of of who he is because of zero speed and and what that does. You know, he can smack the ball hard, but I think it, he loses some hits, obviously on like hard grounders on the infield. Perhaps um, he can't turn double. He can't get doubles. He turns doubles into singles, and then somebody else tacked on in that thread. I can't remember who it was, and I apologize. Was that? Uh, because they because he's such a low threat with speed, guys can play back uh, and and really cut off some would be doubles and turn them into outs because because he does smash the ball. So he will likely be better than than what he's been here. He can't uh, be much Rouse, worse. I mean, that's... exactly. He has a two seventy three woba, and and so he can probably get back to the three twenties of of last year uh, and the year before. But the thing of it is, his ex woba sits in like the 370s, and that's just not going to happen. And I, J- Jason wasn't bringing it up to say, "Oh, look at this. There's there's a premium 370 ex woba here that's you know, that's going to be coming through." But he is going to the Yankees, and he's, a few homers. Yeah, he's got strong side of platoon right now. Yeah, exactly. While, while they wait for guys to come back, I mean, he'll he's going to get DFA'd again. It'll just be in a few weeks once but they yeah, get I mean, more health. If you're in an AL only league and someone dropped him. Because the A's uh, uh, DFA'd him, he's worth a few bucks a fab just yeah. to stream him until the next guy. 
I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Still not putting him on the rundown. Suck it, Kendris Morales. <laughs> All right. It's, it's Fab Stravaganza time. We now have eight rookies of note. Uh, they're not all high impact, but looking at this list, six of them could be high impact. Like there's a path to be super high impact. Then there's two that are kind of playing time yeah, guys. I'm kind of interested to see who the, the the two you think aren't high impact. Well, I'm going hitters only right now. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. I, I'm looking at the list, and I, I think that the guy at the bottom of it, it, it has, I don't necessarily know that he has high impact, but I think he's got some impact. He's volume impact, though. Those those bottom two guys are volume impact. I, I just don't see them. I don't see their their realistic path to, like, exploding this year. Could it happen? Sure, because it could happen for anybody because Tommy Lastella has 42 homers. <laughs> but to the end that we would project it is, I guess, where I'm at. That's okay. all. That's all. Uh, but let's start with Keston Hira. He's out in Milwaukee, uh, big-time prospect, saw him at the Arizona Fall League. Actually got so you know drunk on seeing him and, and loving what I saw that I drafted him. And uh, and then they st- re-signed Moustakas, and I remember kind of regretting that. It was in the 50-round draft, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that now. Of course, I didn't know that they were going to do that, but I was like, oh, you know, maybe I got a little bit hyper on what I saw out here. And hey, now I'm like, yo, I'm a genius. I, that's why I drafted him because I'm really smart and cool. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. So he's going to have the second base job. Mustakas moves back over to third and Travis Shaw to the IL. First off, let's talk about the playing time here. Is it locked? or does? And if not, what level does Keston here have to perform at to lock it? Because one of the things I'll, I'll add before I let you go is that, yes, Travis Shaw will eventually come back, but Jesus Aguilar hasn't exactly taken off. He had that little burst there where it looked like maybe maybe it's the come up for him, but he's he's kind of fizzled back down into you know whatever since then. In fact, uh, let me just look at May right now. Well, I'll take that back a little bit. 314, 468, 371 in May. He hasn't had any power. But he hit the uh, three home runs to end the month for Jesus Aguilar. I guess he's been doing a little something with base hits this month, but it's a 407 Babbitt. But anyway, first base would be an avenue for Shaw to come back if Aguilar fell on hard times. So Hira, what's he have to? Is the playing time locked? And if not, what does he have to do to lock it in? I do not think it is locked, only because while there are other avenues for playing time with Shaw if he comes back up and kind of gets things uh, or comes off the IL and, and kind of gets things going all of a sudden a lot of their guys have no options like Hira yeah. he has three options Shaw himself has options but then you're talking about Nottingham who's the backup catcher so he's not getting sent down Ben Gamble is the only other person, well, Orlando Arcia, who's starting shortstop. He's not going to get sent down more than likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ben Gamble, who is really their fourth outfielder. I know some people are going to say, well, Eric Thames and Hernan Perez uh, can both play the outfield. They, they can't play it defensively I mean, as well as, as Gamble can. Yeah, they, they can go out there. Mm-hmm. And Gamble has done nothing to get sent down for. He's actually been pretty decent when he's been yeah. there. So. Uh, I think that Hira needs to hit in order to stay up because uh, I don't think they want to DFA a guy like Aguilar or Thames. Uh, so 
because they those guys will undoubtedly get snagged. Someone will put a claim on them. So no, no doubt. Uh, I think he's got a hit. I don't think he necessarily has to like be out of this world. I don't think this is like a Nate Lowe situation where oh he didn't like crush a bunch of home runs right away. We're <laughs> sending him down. Uh, but I do think if if he's a guy who's hitting like two thirty or two you know yeah two thirty two forty. There's a chance with like a thirty percent strikeout or something. Yeah, I think there's a chance they go. Yeah, you need to go back down. We don't have room for you right now. Um, that being said, I think he has a very good chance to hit right away. I think he's probably the safest of all of these guys that we're going to talk about in mm-hmm. terms of his just overall skill floor. Uh, and I expect him to be pretty good right away and i mean he was in a, you know got a hit in his first you know rocket hit in his first at bat uh he's hitting 286 through his first two games obviously super small sample that could change that, that's dramatically one way or another keston Hira hits rockets dude that's what uh, just like wake up five line drives you know that's just what what his day is going to be if they fall in you know he's going to get three hits if, if not that's fine he's going to have exit velo like he just rakes and that's what i was so impressed with in the few games that i saw him at the fall league so keston here i i agree with you that's what, what this is, there's a reason he's at the top here i kind of rank them by interest let's talk the uh the, the 15 team one thousand dollar and then we'll kind of get into some other format types here you have a thousand dollar budget now you don't have all thousand right so we can't yeah, operate mo- most people have 500 or, or so yeah, left so let's try to operate more of you have yeah let's say let's say like 600 let's let's use that as kind of a baseline here um there are ex- some guys who still have 800 plus or 700 plus but let's say you're kind of in the 650 range i'll go i'll go i'll go even that high what what kind of coin you're putting down on keston hira with with need right not not luxury but you really need an offensive boost batting average you could really use which is his thing what is what is the high end here on a keston hira I think if you want to make sure you're getting him, I think you have to put 250 on him. At least. I was going to say yeah. 300. And I, I think 300 is the, – the only thing that makes me think that 250 might get it done is the amount of guys that are going to be available in this fab. Yes, so, that's a great point because we're – I mean we're just getting started on yeah, the guys. Yeah, so maybe, maybe a few days ago before all these other guys uh, were kind of announced, before Calhoun and, and Rogers were kind of announced that they were going to be up – uh, you probably would have had to spend 350 to get Hira. I think that drops down to 250. Now that won't get it done in every league, uh, sure. And so you're gonna have to kind of look at your league, see what guys have been going for, and and kind of guesstimate. Uh, that being said, I think of all the guys uh, that are here, there's maybe one other that I'm gonna be willing to spend that kind of money on, uh, and even that, I, I don't know. Now let's say you're in. See, because w- one of the things about the one thousand dollar bid is it's not as simple as ten uh, xing everything of a of a one hundred dollar league. It's very different because those units are very important. And if you can just stow away, say, you know, eighty to a hundred units, and make sure you have that for the stretch run from like mid August on, you can still get guys. But you only have the 100 units. It's harder to do that. If you're in a league that has a $100 fab and no $0 bids, which 
a lot do, and that's tough. What does what does a Keston Hero bid look like in that format? Ooh, that that's difficult. So, no zero dollar bids, hundred dollar start, but you've got sixty dollars left. Yeah, let's let's go with that. I mean that, um, that's what it is in in uh, labor. mixed labor. Yeah, and let's see the top. The hammer right now is seventy seven, and then yeah the. Uh, they're, they're an outlier there. That's ESPN. That's an outlier. The other tops are mostly around 60. And so operating there, I think it's going to work. Jason and I have 44. So this is going to be a wild week in that. I'm actually almost more excited to see how the bidding goes in that league this week just because of the limited budget and zero and no zero dollars. So what are you doing in a league like that where you're kind of operating with about 60, 65 bucks, no zero dollars? What do you put on Keston Hero for that? I think I'd probably put thirty, okay, on it and uh, and hope for the best. I I hate to hamstring myself so much because it, you know I know a lot of people do play the the hundred dollar fab uh, start. Uh, mm -hmm. It just if you don't have zero dollar bids, you are really setting yourself up to be hamstrung if you get hit with a rash of injuries like I did in the main event. So, so something like this, like, I mean, if you go for one of these big guys this week and you are operating with like 65 and you're going to have to spend about half of it, you're going to have to be out for a few periods. Like you're just going to have to, outside of injuries, of course, that you have to replace, like you're not going to be able to get Jordan Alvarez when he comes up and or I mean, Jesus Lazardo or something. And I think, in a lot of cases, uh, as much as I like Hira, and I do, especially from a dynasty perspective, like I don't know that any of these guys are super high impact to the point where like none of these guys are Juan Soto. None of these guys are going to come in and be a top 50 player the rest of the way. We didn't know Juan Soto was going to be either, though. For That's sure. The thing. But, but I mean, I think some people are going to bid like it is. And you, I think the smarter move this week is to fade some of these kind of bigger, you know, you still put in a bid, maybe put in a $20 bid or a $200 bid um, in case, you know, a bunch of people in your league are fading them, um, you know, just in case to grab them or even smaller bids. But my, my focus this week are going to be more likely on kind of the lower end guys on this. Cause I think some of them have just as good of an upside, but aren't going to go for nearly as much. Yeah, they, they don't have the name. So that's where we're at on here. He's going to be the big dog, I think. This next guy, I think is going to be close to him, though, especially if he hits another homer or two in the lead-up because Austin Riley came up and blasted a homer on his first uh, first plate appearance in the majors. You remember Jason and I talked about him back uh, a couple years ago when we saw him in the AFL, and I, I know some people roll their eyes at it, but that whole, like, it sounds different off the bat – it did. I mean, we, we it was it was the opening night, so it's a lot more chatting and, and less game watching when you're first getting there. How have you been over the last year? How's it going? Saying hi to everybody. And the, I remember the first time he smacked one, it was a double. We snapped our heads up, like, "What the hell was that?" And then the rest of the night, you knew when on you could have your back to the game. Oh, Riley, Riley just hit one. Like seriously like he was he was smashing the hell out of the ball that weekend at the fall league and so jason i've been pretty keen on him since so i'm really geeked that he's up eager to see what he can do now he uh, riley comes up in lieu of uh ender and Ciarte going to the il 
So that is going to uh, put him in the outfield. Now, he coming up as a third baseman. So that's probably what people are might not have been on your radar because you're like, well, he's not going to take over for Josh Donaldson. So unless Donaldson well, gets and hurt, he there's... only just started playing third base. He only he, played four outfield. Games. Yes. Or sorry. Yes. Yeah. Outfield he only played four games in the outfield before getting called up. Yep. And then, you know, NCRT gets hurt and Hey, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, and I'm going to reiterate this again and probably 10 more times this year. This is why it is useless for people to ask when you think someone's going to get called. I'm sorry. It's useless. There is zero value to it. Nobody has any idea. So trying to guess it is a waste of time. Let's talk about literally anything else. Outside, yeah, outside of the guys who we think are going to be up in the first three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, th- those guys that are only out waiting out their time. Mm-hmm. But, but guys once, like this, yeah. Yeah, once the season gets going – Nobody knows. Kylie McDaniel doesn't know. Eric Loggenhagen doesn't know. James Anderson doesn't know. If they don't know, then we sure as hell don't know. So anyway, soapbox over. Austin Riley has left field for a little while. Um, how how long can he hold this? And and then we'll, we'll talk about some bids because Enciarte was terrible too. So that's worth noting that even when he was playing, he was awful. 218, 300, 323. So if he hits the ground running, Riley does, and then NCRT comes back, I think NCRT is a fourth outfielder and Matt Joyce is DFA'd. So I, I do think there's a playing time potential here. But what do you think about Riley's playing time and, and then bids? Well, I mean, I think his playing time is pretty locked in for the time being until NCRT is back. The only thing NCRT really has is his defensive prowess. Correct. So that, it, for me, it's a bigger deal uh, to see how well Acuna handles full-time center field. Than yeah, it he's is. actually a pretty bad defender. Yeah, so I mean, that's a bigger deal to me than how Riley handles left field. So yeah, that's a good point because you, you expect kind of some mediocrity out of Riley out mm-hmm. there. But if Acuna is also bumbling it, and so they're just getting poor outfield defense, that could that's going to be a really be tough. big deal, and that could force Inciarte back into the lineup, no matter how badly he's hitting. And uh, Riley's not going to be a bench guy. No, like that, they're, they're going to they want can't him to do play that. every day, especially if yeah. his defense is shoddy. They'll send him down so he can get every day playing time out in left field in the minor leagues. That being said, like not only did he hit a home run in like was it was his first major league bat bat or I'm, second? I'm I can't fairly remember. certain it was his first. I mean, it was his first game. Yeah. So, so uh, he had 15 in 37 games in AAA this year. I mean, it just in unreal. He had more RBIs than games played uh, to start off his, his season this year. I mean, he's it obvious... was not the first that bad. It was just the first game. Pardon okay. me. Yeah, he, I mean, he was unreal, and there, there's nothing left for him to do at, at AAA after that start. Because uh, I mean, he was still pretty darn good last year at AAA. So, uh, I think they'll figure out a way to keep him in the lineup. I think. Acuna is athletic enough at least to play a passable center field. Mm-hmm. At least I hope he is. Uh, so, I mean, as long as he doesn't strike out too much, which, you know, has he has had issues with strikeouts at the past or in the past in the minors. He, he wasn't striking out so far this year in AAA, only uh, 19%. Uh, 
Uh, I think he's got a pretty good path to playing time, and I think he's another guy that if you want him, you're going to have to spend at least $250. So about 250 again, as far as a 15-team with $1,000, I totally agree with that. I think he's going to be up there. If he hits two more homers or more leading into that, that goes up by 100 guaranteed. Like, I mean, it, it just, I'm not saying it should, but it damn well will. Yeah. But again, uh, this one is thing... a guy I'm going to, I'm probably going to end up, you know, like I said, I'll probably put in, I'll definitely put in some bids in every single one of my leagues. But like, I don't think I'm necessarily, unless it's a league where I haven't spent very much fab. Uh, mm-hmm. So like TGFBI, I don't think I've spent very much fab. That could be a place I, you know, maybe bid a little bit more than other spots. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go overboard because there is a Austin Riley like player that's gonna go for considerably less. Well, yeah, especially because I mean that this profile is not unique. It's it's strong. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't say that to diss him. It's just that transcendent power isn't the hardest thing to find, particularly these days with the way the league's been going. Yeah, I mean, so Stella is still available and like. Seven percent of leagues, I'm sure. I and if I think when when I think transcendent power, mm-hmm. I think Tommy Lastella, <laughs> first and foremost. Uh, one one thing that we didn't talk about uh, quickly, like the online championship, is twelve teams, a thousand dollars, and the cadence of those, I have struggled to figure it out. Figure it out. Um, so I have no idea. I I think. I think like Keston here is going to go for four dollars, and then Austin Riley is going to go for. 1300 someone's going to get 300 elsewhere like i i can never figure out where the hell the bids are going to be so i'm just waiting for the day when someone bids more than a thousand and i'll be like where'd you get that and they just like it's 12 team dude we just do what we want over here because i do not understand it (laughs) so um i don't know that you can just uh, you know parallel the bids of a 15 team because 12 team is so much different how much are you paring down those uh the, those 250 baselines of Hira and Riley in a 12 team like online championship for a thousand bucks. I'm not. You're sti- you're sticking with the 250. Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, I m- maybe I maybe I am paring it down a little bit. Maybe maybe I pull it down to 200. Uh, I just think, I think that you can't. I mean, there's still going to be leagues where they go for 300 in they will. 12 it, team. Like they for sure will. And I think again, one of these these are the guys that like. This week, if you want one of these guys, you're just gonna have to pay for it. And it's, uh, like I said, that's why I tend to want to fade, uh, mm-hmm. this week in terms of the bigger name guys, uh, at least the top, you know, the first three we're gonna talk about, uh, because I think that people are gonna go insane this week. This is gonna be another week, and it may be a better strategy unless you're really hurting for one of their, you know, main skill sets. Yeah, unless sets. these 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 skills like perfectly fit you, you know, you If you're dying for power your one right thing. now, like I yeah. totally understand you going, you know, all in on Austin Riley. If you're dying for batting average uh, or like you really like I mean there's a chance like that you had Altuve and Garrett Hampson go down. Yes, so you need middle and field. You like you need middle and field like super badly. So like I understand like doing this, you know, going all in for Keston Hira. Uh, but that being said, like otherwise, I'm I'm just not going to I'm I'm not going to get into a bidding war um, mm-hmm. over these guys uh, th- this week because like there are still other guys who have to yet come up, and I'd rather 
Um, I'd rather see them kind of spend all, other people spend all their money and maybe I'll get Kyle Tucker for cheaper or I'll get, yeah. you know, or Jordan, Al- yeah, Jordan Alvarez or what Zach Gallen should be up, you know, here pretty or soon. Or when Nate Lowe comes back exactly. because people cut or him. Or I mean, boom or, yeah, uh, I mean, there, there's a bunch of guys that are, uh, you know, being dropped. Uh, so I just think that, like, I don't think that either of these guys uh, are necessarily transcendent talents right away. I think they both can be very good, um, and I think they both could be top 100 players. But I don't see, like, either of these guys winning you a league. So uh, that being said, I think if if anyone has got a carrying tool that uh, can really change something for you, if if that's what you need, I think it's Riley with, with his power because he's got – real man game power right now uh and he like if he went on a tear would it surprise you if he ended the season with 30 home runs no he's got 70 raw and yeah he could the 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 dream what people are dreaming about in in their fab minds when they go to sleep at night is 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 that yeah hit you know hitting 270 with with 30 as part of that lineup and his counting categories just going off the charts for riley uh similar 30 something bid in a 100 with no zero dollars like like the labor one we talked about for hira okay uh let's move on to brendan rogers who's going to get called up he's not up yet but the report from thomas harding uh, of mlb.com is that he's on his way up because Garrett Hampson was sent down, but also because of a bruised knee suffered by Trevor Story that you and I had firsthand reporting on uh, because our own Jason Collette was the man on the scene. I'll never forgive right him for not him. running out there and protecting him. Yeah, Get in the middle of it, yeah. dude. Do something. Be Don't there. just stand there on your phone like, oh, I'm Jason Collette. I love the Rays. I'm not going to do anything here. Golly. It's not like Jason. the Rockies are in his division. Yeah, just if, get if anything, in there. yeah, get in there and protect him so he can like beat up on just the Red block Sox. Block Rymel Tapia, and let and you know, like don't you imagine Tapia, Jason, like Jason's but. like in the third row there by where that collision happened. He runs out and he just catches Tapia and holds him like I got you. Dude. Did you don't see the uh, the fan that got creamed? In I think it was a Cardinals game. Oh, no, I didn't. What happened? Uh, this fan gets on the field. First of all, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we need to sign this guy as a running back. But then my Redskins need to go out and sign, like, the security guard that levels him. Um, like, comes out of nowhere, just closing speed and great pad level, just, you know, the perfect kind of tackle. Uh, uh, it's on Twitter. You'll, you'll find it. <laughs> what? Where was this? Uh, I think it was in the Cardinals game. Cardinals fan is what I'm going to search on Twitter. So, oh, here we go. See, he's got juice. He's running. Yeah. He's running. Yeah, and gets away. He's down the baseline. See, he's Head got, on a he's, swivel, my yeah, guy. He's got breaking, you know, uh, breaking oh! breakaway speed. But, yeah, then, uh, you know, runs into a corner and creamed. Yep. Yeah, just um, so, one, give, give that security guard a raise. You know, when you're like, if you're the security guard and you're chasing this guy and like, I don't know, I can't tell from this far away, but it looks like he got like, I, I don't know, I'm not going to comment on I comment on his on his looks, but he looks like something else here, this guy running on the field. But you know, when he's chasing him like that, he wants to level because he's pissed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, get over here. You're making me do him. this right yeah. now. Yeah. So I am going to blitz you, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, if I could pick up that security guard in Fab, I would. 
especially in your IDP <laughs> leagues. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's move on to Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brendan Rodgers uh, on his way up because of Hampton uh, being sent down and mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Story getting Which hurt. I, in I that was collision. surprised that they didn't just bring Hampton back up. I kind of thought they would. It was Pat Valaika who either mm-hmm. did he come off the IL or did he get called up? I can't remember. But either way, it was yeah, Pat Valaika for Hampson. And now it looks like Story's probably going to hit the IL then, right? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. Oh, so they're just it's precautionary then? I guess so. I I, I don't understand uh, why. I mean, this is just the way to get Rogers in at second. This I can't figure out anything this stupid team does. I don't think they can either, and that's part of the problem. So, because, uh, I mean, are they going to just stop playing Ryan McMahon? That's what, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I don't know, dude. Because it's not know. like McMahon has been – I mean, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been, like, atrocious. Uh, you know, at least he's wa- he's getting on base at a 336 clip, so it's not like – He's not like he's the reason they're bad, yet they're they're only playing Daniel Murphy like half the time. Like they they signed Daniel Murphy to platoon him with Mark Reynolds. Yo, this is so good, Sammy Reed. Excited to see how the Rockies are going to troll us all. All of us who are excited for Brendan Rodgers. Brock Ness Monster goes me. Spends thirty three percent of fab. Rodgers pinch hit pinch hits three times in a week and goes back down. That's exactly what feels like so, is going to happen, right? One thousand percent what's going to happen i i think brandon rogers are is going to be the guy who gets the most amount of fab thrown his way because he's been a top prospect for longer than these other guys i mean you, you think he's gonna get the most i think he could in some leagues it depends so like nfbc which is what we're starting with um you know, I think you know, those are those are generally a little bit sharper. I think they they they're up to Colorado's bullshit, so they're not going to fall too much just for Coors Field and Brendan Rodgers. No, I still someone think someone will. Some some there's a sucker in every. Maybe maybe, maybe one, like he's not going to be anywhere near the highest bid of the week. The the, the two guys we just talked about are going to go higher regularly. He he might I, have a yes, spike. Yes, I think regularly, but I I would say in like ten percent of leagues he's going he's gonna. He's going to be the higher bid. I, I wouldn't do it. I'd be scared. So Brendan Rodgers. I'm, I'm petrified. The, guy. the path it doesn't seem to exist right now unless Trevor Story is going to the I.L. But even then, it would still be temporary. Ryan McMahon is is at second base right now. So those are the two spots for Brendan Rodgers. I don't know. And so if someone wants to go wild on their bid, then they can have – I mean, listen, McMahon has not been good. It's a 700 OPS, and you know, even though even with adding that though, it's 339 plate appearances of a 680 OPS for his career. Like it's still basically a half season of of mediocre work. I, just, I I'm I'm still reluctant to write him off, but but the time could come out of his pocket if let's say Story does go to the IL, Brendan Rodgers hits the ground running then I do think McMahon would be in danger. But right now, I'm not going to b- bid on that too heavily. I- I'm going to go in a 15 team with $1,000, like 106 or something. I don't even think I would go that high. You don't even think you'd do 100? I'm not going to do triple digits. Which I means I won't get them. Out of bounds. 
No, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're saying we're not because I'm I'm thinking my my 106 doesn't get them either. Then I guess no, I guess I guess I, we're doing keep them honest bids, and if we happen to get them, mm-hmm. that's exactly cool. what it is. Because I'm just too worried about the team. This honestly, we haven't said word one about his skills because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway. 356, 421, 644 for Brendan Rodgers in AAA. Nine homers. Um, ostensibly could run some. He was 12 for 15 last year, 95 games. He hasn't run at all this year. So, you know, you wouldn't count on that as, as part of his game. I don't know what his speed looks like. I don't know if it's like a Trevor Story thing where he just kind of has this speed hidden and then he can unleash it when he wants. But I would, I would if, if for some reason Rodgers was able to come up and play for the rest of the season, I'd put him down for like three stolen bases right now. You're paying for power, some power and batting average. Um, in the labor situation, $100, no zeros, 11 8 I, I don't know. Yeah, a, a nominal bid. Yeah, six or seven. Is I'm probably... too scared. This team has thoroughly mm-hmm. beaten uh, any interest in their players out of me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I uh, I'm interested to see. I wonder if he's available. I I, I can't imagine he is available. No, he Craig Mish has him in NL tout. So yeah, someone's got to be stashing him in the NL. Uh, all right, next up is Nicky Lopez. For the uh, Royals, we did talk about him uh, when he was called up the other day. So he's going to be the second baseman with Whit Merrifield moving to the outfield. So that that playing time piece looks looks strong here if he can hit. I think he's going to get an opportunity. Just bananas numbers in the minor leagues. I'll, I'll cover those a little bit here in case you guys missed the Monday show or just don't remember. Like silly kind of numbers that he puts up. 353, 457, 500 slash line. 15% walk rate, 4% strikeout rate. And throughout his career, we're talking minuscule strikeout rates with legitimate walk rates. This year was, you know, off the charts for both. But even last year, a one-to-one basically, 11%, t- 10.5% walk, 11% K. Like, it's fantastic. And bat control, bat-to-ball ability for Nicky Lopez of the Royals is sharp. Looks like he has second base. Looking like he's actually playing at the top of the order, too. I would put way more money on him than I would Brendan Rodgers. I think I would, too. And I don't think you're like, going to have to. Like, I, I don't I, think you need a triple-digit bid to get him. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think you might in NFBC. But mm. I think that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in the early triple digits. Now in my main event I have two sixty five. I can't I gotta really sit out this you weekend. Two sixty five. Yeah, your boy been spending. Yeah, that, that's that's unfortunate. Um I think I've I'm got like five something in 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 mine, five or six. So, I mean, I, I definitely could try to spend some money this week, especially because, you know, obviously my teams need it. <laughs> or my team needs it in the in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh and I th- I did lose Garrett Hampson in 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 that in that league as of course well. You did. So yeah, you know because not only are my teams a week injured, can't go by when you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got yeah. I got Miguel Sano back today. There you go. Yeah yeah. Uh, so and you know hopefully that's a thing. Yeah, well, I did have Heimer Candelario sent down, so that was really oh, okay. good timing to get Sano back. So yeah, Kristen Stewart, Chris, uh, Christian Stewart, and Dan Vogelbach. 
or no, Christian Walker, excuse me, uh, and Dan Vogelbach are my two big big buys in that league. Well, those have gone well, so. And so, yeah, that that's why I'm I'm out money, almost two hundo on each of those guys. So that that and then and then you know small wins here and there on a bunch of other guys. All of a sudden it adds up, and bada bing, bada boom, your boy is poor. Yeah, I've got I've got four sixty seven in the main event. So okay. Um, I mean, I'm not going to probably have, I'm not going to have any $300 bids. So, uh, but there are a number of guys in my league who there's three guys who've got $700 or more. And it looks like almost over half the league has $500 or more. So I would, holy crap. There's a team with only, there's two teams less than a hundred bucks. Wow. See, I, I have in that in that same league in my main event, I have Lestella too. So I have Walker, Lestella, and Vogelbach. And I didn't have to pay much for Lestella. And I also have Thank Hunter God. Pence. I'm all about the uh, <laughs> the flavors of the month here. I didn't pay much for Pence either. But uh, the bottom line is, it's I don't really have spots for these guys either. I mean, certainly there's someone I could cut. Like I have McMahon, but I don't want to cut him. So and and then Lestella. You know, I'm not gonna make this all about my team, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't really have somewhere I want to put um, Keston here right now. You know, or even Austin Riley. But anyway, moving back on to Nicky Lopez, I do think a triple-digit bid. If you, if you, if you really want to get him, I think you got to get in the triple digits. But like, why? Like, because I, the NFBC knows what's up, dude, and he's got electric speed and amazing bat to ball. I don't know that he has electric speed. I mean, we we have him graded out on the site as fifty five. That's not electric. Okay. It That's is electric a, compared to me. How about well, that? Well, compared to you, but like compared to me. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> like depth charts has him like slated to steal ten bags. Steamer has him slated to steal How many 11, games? 90, 98 and ninety four. Okay. So, like, that's close to full-time playing time rest of the way, right? Yeah. We're, what, like, 40-something games in, so there's 120 games to play. So, like, that, those are those are not necessarily conservative in terms of playing time. We're talking about, like, 10 and, you know, 10 stolen bases rest of the way. Like, is that really worth $100 worth of your fab? $10 I mean, yeah. Base? I mean, well, that's not all you're paying for, though. I, I really think you're buying batting average with with Nicky Lopez, because the projections the projections have him in the two sixties, two seventies. Projections are conservative as hell. They all have sub three hundred BABIPs. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really that. see that. I don't see that either. So I think you're getting two eighty, a handful of homers, just because if you breathe in the majors, you get to hit a homer these not, days. Not in Kaufman though, necessarily. Maybe he hits eh. like two or three. Uh, I mean, wait, you can't use the projections for the steals and then not use the three to five that the projections have for homers. Sure I can. Why, why well, can't I? Because that's not how it works. No, I can go, I, I, I agree with those projections in the stolen bases, but I don't agree with the projections in the power. I don't, I think that's a little sketchy. <laughs> like, I mean, isn't, like, don't we do that all the time? Like, we, I mean, we go, yeah, that, no, that, that doesn't sound right. No, that does sound right. You know, sketchy, sketchy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, sketchy. I, sketchy. Yeah. I'm, 280 and 15. 280 and 15 is not an out of bounds, like, it's not out of bounds, has to go but super right. I guess if you have $600 for the fab, I, I understand it. I just don't know. 
that that is much more than the ceiling? And is that really that impressive of a ceiling? The ceiling is over, well over 300, of course. I mean, we just talked about the plate skills that Nicky Lopez has. I mean, and in it, terms of the stolen bases, like, do you think, like, even... Oh, the ce- I, I, I mean... He hasn't stolen out, more than 15 in a season since yeah, but he stole 2016. Nine, he stole nine in 31 games. Look at those, look at those game counts. Yeah, AAA catching, and I just... He stole, he stole 15 last year. Yeah, and, like... He stole nine and thirty-one games. plate appearances. He stole six. He stole fifteen bags. Like in double A and triple A. Like that's not that impressive, uh, in terms of like raw yeah, but he's total. Up, but Nicky Lopez is coming up to the Royals, where they just run. Yeah, I I think I think we're thinking a little bit too highly of Nicky Lopez right now. I think maybe at best we're looking at double-digit speed and three hundred average. Uh, but I don't. I, I think I, you're underrating what that goes for on the market, man. Like, what do you th- what do you think you're gonna get that for? You're not paying sixty bucks for that. I, I just I don't think so. Maybe it's lower I'm, because I'm just people's not budgets are lower. Is, is what it's is what it comes down to, and I'm okay with that. Maybe with the budgets being lower, but I mean, the dude's already batting second in his first two games That's too. The crazy part. Ned so you're talking about a top of the order guy with insane plate skills. Who could just hit for a bunch of average, and while the offense is not great in KC, if you're batting second in between Merrifield and Mondesi, runs and ribbies, you know a decent number for a, 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 ostensibly a slap hitter here. I'm not talking, you know, going crazy on either of those figures, but they're not going to be crap either. A lot of guys come in the league and they start batting seventh or eighth, and so you don't put their counting categories very high. So I don't know. It's it. There is no standout skill outside of the batting average, which is tough for a standout skill because if the hits don't fall, you can kind of go sideways on that. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't want to overrate the speed. He's not a, a f- total burner, but you know, I saw nine this year in 31 games coming up to the Royals. I do feel like he can chase down double digits and possibly go as high as 20 on the stolen bases. I like him. I think a low 100s is is what you want to do on on Nicky okay. Lopez. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit more conservative on it. You're more conservative on everything. That is definitely not true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I think true. I'd rather spend more money on the next guy, Oscar Mercado. Now he's not logged as a burner either, but then you look at his numbers and you'd say that he is. Like he has insane stolen base totals, but he has the same speed projection. Same speed grade as Nicky Lopez, a 55 for Oscar Mercado. So he comes up, before we get into all that, uh, up for Cleveland. We've talked about their putrid outfield literally all all year, meaning calendar year. We started talking about it probably before 2019 turned over. We were probably talking about it in November, how bad it was and how they needed to do something. So playing time, I think, is his for the taking. If he performs and just isn't a total flop, he is up for the year with – ample playing time right so that that should be the least of your concerns here i i i feel like but are they gonna freaking bring back tyler naquin try to take his spot how long did you stay out with a strained calf i don't know i mean like naquin just needs to he needs to go up to the andy r farm 
Like they just <laughs> like let him play up there and put him out of his misery. Yeah, uh, let him bat first. And because just it's not like he's the even positions. like he's not even good defensively. Like, no, he just, drives me nuts that he yeah, it's, threatens Mercado right now. And I don't even have Mercado on I any of my I don't think team. he is a threat. I think I, I think Mercado is here to stay. Uh, You're right, man. Uh, and I like I said, I think I would be more willing to put. Uh, a bigger bid on Mercado. That being said, I don't think you have to. I think if you want Mercado, 40, 50 bucks will probably end up doing it. No way. You don't think so? No way. I would love that. Maybe I'm wrong on this. There's like, there's five guys or, you know, but not four guys everyone ahead can go him. for all. Plus you can put in you like, here's the thing. You put in your, your three fifty on Hira. Or, or say you put in, you know, your your two eighty on here because you can't really afford that. You put in two eighty on Riley, and then you, and then you jump down and you're like, okay, uh, one twelve on Mercado, one hundred on Lopez, like, or one hundred on Rogers, whatever. Like, you're gonna go down the list, and like you said, there's gonna be spikes for players in every league. So if someone comes in and goes like four hundred on on Hira, okay, well then they're going down to your next bid. Like, I just don't know that even with only one guy gets Hira, so there's still everybody else with money, and you can put in contingency bids. So I just think that these guys yeah, are still going to go for. I, I think a lot of these leagues, like people aren't going for Hira, and then like putting a guy like Mercado as the contingency bid. They're going for both of those guys at the same time, and so I think you're going to see. It depends. Here's the thing, dude. I don't think anybody is putting in, you know. I mean, there's. I'm, I'm sure there will be somebody who does like a. Charlie Tilson went for over a hundred in eight leagues this week. Out of how many though? How many? Out of the was thirty-five he... that he was bid on. Okay, so but and he the... didn't go, and he went for over fifty in like all of them. Hang on, let me go. Let me go to main events only. Hang on, hang on. I had I had all the leagues there. That was that okay. Was... So you got to put a fifty dollar or probably seventy dollar bid on Mercado. Oh, God, that just seems so much. Like that's that's ridiculous. I, I'm probably just why not is that gonna... ridiculous? That's seven percent of your budget. It's not seven percent at this point. Seven percent. I mean, it's, it's still seven percent of your overall budget. Obviously, your remaining budget that that matters. That that math matters. You're right. All right. So for main events. There was a, a one hundo on Tilson. There were two eighties. There were three sixty pluses. There were five fifty pluses, and that's Charlie frickin' Tilson. Yeah, what did I get him? Or did I get Mercado's him? got prospect hype? Not much. I mean, some... Well, Tilson had sleeper hype. Was was so... it like last year or the year before? I mean, I'm sure he did at some point. He, no, he was a huge sleeper. There was like a bunch of people. Who so asleep that nobody knows about him. I mean, okay, like, you know, Nate Lowe was not is not super well known. Mm-hmm. But look at all those bids that he had. One, but two, he, three. But he came up five, in, in a week seven, where there wasn't other ten. people coming up. Like it wasn't. I like, don't know that that matters so much. I think it does. I think there. I Why? Think, because people are going to try to win multiple guys, and people are going to split their bids. Some so, people are, yeah, but so, not everyone has that capability. I, I don't think that that's going to affect the bids as much as you think. Like I don't think it's going to be a spread out factor. I'll be interested to see what the average fab spent on Mercado is. I will be too. 
We, we should do some sort of board bet here. I mean, because you're talking about a guy who has uh, already has 14 stolen bases in 30 games this year. <clears throat> Excuse me, had 37. <clears throat> there goes my voice. Had 37 last year, 38 the year before, 33, 50, 26. I mean, this guy, you know. And, I mean, Zips projects him to have 18 stolen bases. I think you're right. No, I think you do have to do a triple. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back around to it, and I think it's a triple-digit bid. So Nikki uh, Mercado going to be going over Nikki Lopez. I would agree yeah, with that, I just because so. of these speed totals here. Mm-hmm. Especially with with the way the projections already line up. Yeah, are we going harder for Mercado? I mean, I think I think I we are. Then yeah. then Rogers as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if we're ranking them so far, it's Hira Riley, and then whichever you would need, whatever your need is more, you can rank them one. Mm-hmm. But they're the top two. Yeah. Then Mercado Lopez Rogers. Well, I mean, of the ones we've discussed, I'm putting Calhoun above Don't dit me. Dit. These last three is is the is yeah Mercado Lopez Rogers. This is where Justin be shopping right here. Yeah, this is my guy. It's been my my guy for. I love this guy, man. We this show is very pro Willie Calhoun. He's back. Now is this. The perfect weekend for him to come up or the worst weekend for him to come up? Perfect because all the attention is everywhere else, and we've seen him. He sucks, and I put that in extreme quotes. <laughs> he's already hit a home run. I, I, that's true. He's already hit a home run, which is kind of annoying. But, um, you know, he's got a 649 OPS and 150 plate appearances. Willie Calhoun, blah, 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 and everyone goes for all the other guys. Or does it does it suck because he's already hit a home run, like you said, but then shining the spotlight on all, you know, on the Feb stravaganza is going to give him some attention. Be like, hey, remember when he was a prospect and people start getting that that honeymoon back in there? Which is it for you as far as if this is a good or bad week for Calhoun to be up? I think it's a good week because, well, I mean, it's a good week, but bad timing within the week because, like you said, you already hit, he already hit the home run, so like that kind of. Yeah. If he had gone, you know, I don't know, three for just get a few hits, you know, just the, or something like it's that. It's the homer yeah. that 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 pushes the the attention. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about his playing time because he's a he's a born DH. Yes, he is. He is shaped like a fire hydrant, yeah, literally. But superstar Hunter Pence has kind of got DH locked up, and but so, they somebody now he is the left hander. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calhoun is. And uh, I mean, Shinsu Chu is a hundred. Um, the thing of it is, their entire outfield is left-handed, so there's no platoon opportunity there. Is he just going to slice into Pence's playing time? I want to say, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this while while we talk, because um, he was he playing for Nashville Sounds. Uh, I want to say he pl- was playing some second base. Which is what he came up as. Yes. And, and so with Elvis Andrews going on the IL, maybe... Odor being utter trash. Maybe he gets some run at the middle infield. Uh, that's my... That's the only way I think it can work, right? I mean... Yeah. Don't, don't you hate... This and like this is uh, a, a Paul specific gripe, my my, my league specific, and I'm sure it happens to you guys though too. Like one of your contingency bids was was pretty good. You almost wish you'd have gotten it instead. I had Logan Forsythe for a cheap bid, 
and you know, I won the other guy, Gio Urshela, and I'm like, dang, I wish I'd have you know gotten beat out on Urshela and dropped all the way down to Forsyth for 14 bucks. Now that his playing time opened back up, because you know he's going like double or triple that this week, just because the playing time opened up for him, because he's going to play shortstop and he's been playing pretty well. Logan Forsyth has, yeah. So, so you're saying Calhoun could eat a, eat into some of Odor's playing time, perhaps? I think he could. Uh, I also. You know, they, they could obviously move uh, uh, Gallo back into the infield. Oh, who plays center then? Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. The, the path to playing time is kind of an issue. Uh, well, maybe that'll keep that, the price down. Though Mazzara hasn't been good either. True. So wouldn't surprise me to see Mazzara lose some time. I think there's a number of different ways they can get him into the lineup. I think ultimately, for yeah, for Calhoun, it, it may come down to Mazzara sees the bench and Pence moves to right field, and then Calhoun can DH. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the most reasonable solution. Uh, and Mazzara hasn't been very good, so who knows? Maybe they decide to send him down. He's got all three options. So that's true. Uh, I just think Calhoun has a special bat. I mean, yeah. I, let's let's talk uh, let's talk numbers here in Nashville. Three hundred four, four sixteen, five fifty seven. He languished last year in AAA, and we talk about this with certain players, and and sometimes it's just pure speculation of like they're bored or whatever. I think that's absolutely a situation with Calhoun right now, and he's been kind of open about it. And I know that that's going to rub some folks the wrong way, but at the same time, you kind of get it. You're like. Oh, I did, you know, I feel like I did everything to be in the majors. It's a balancing act, right? I understand being frustrated, but you still have to go down there and perform. So hopefully he got his head right this year, and that's what helped him go from 782 OPS to 973 so far this year because he got his head right to realize pouting is not going to help it. Uh, it. You may deserve a spot, but pouting is not going to help your situation. Walking more than he's striking out um, – he might not be a full-time player, but again, that could keep the price down. So let's talk pricing on so Willie Calhoun. Walking is really impressive to me because, I mean, this is a guy that has never walked. Like, he's been like a below 7% walk guy all throughout the minor leagues pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, a really sharp eye this year. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he's got amazing contact skills, um, but he, he's never he's not always been the most patient of players. So to see him be a little bit more patient uh, at the plate is really interesting and it all comes down to defense for him he's just so bad defensively anywhere uh even at dh his defensive rating yeah, is terrible it's just it's awful like he gets he like, a negative defensive war because at, at dh because he's when just, he walks around in the in the dugout during the uh when, when the guys are out in the field and he knocks well. over shit yeah. he doesn't cheer mm-hmm. um it, two straight years he went back into the clubhouse and accidentally broke a tv and like, <laughs> it wasn't even angry about like he just Kicks he doesn't know what he's balls. doing. Yeah, he's just... yeah. His defense on DH is terrible for Willie Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> like if he got full time playing time, he could hit thirty home runs. Like his bat is and three hundred though. That's what I love is that he's yeah. got the average like, power component for Willie Calhoun. That is nice. People are gonna yell at me for saying this. I think he's got the best bat of the guys we've talked about. Uh, just from a straight bat perspective. Um, the problem is he's just so atrocious defensively that it's hard to imagine him getting full-time playing time rest of the way. Oh, shit. I just caught a fly out of the air, dude. I just snapped at it and got it. Was that worth interrupting you? No. 
It was pretty sick, dude. That's, I grabbed it. And I, I mean, it. It, it, it's pretty cool, though. You're not on video, so I didn't see it, and nobody so. else did. So it seems just utterly weird and random. Uh, I mean, but I'm ha- here for that. I'm just going to start randomly yelling things out mid-podcast now. Now that you've set the standard of what... I set that standard a long time yes, ago. Yes, I know. If I have a game on, I'm like, oh, this just happened in the game. That people are going to know the end result to later. Yeah, my bad. You love Willie Calhoun. You're obsessed with him. Projections, uh, obviously, Zips got y'all hot and bothered with the 15 homers in 93 games uh, and a nice 269 batting average. 260s are the batting average projections. And again, when they're that high on the projection, that's telling you that this guy can be a real big batting average asset because projections are going to be conservative. How much you putting on on Calhoun to get him though? Because I know you, I know you're going to say that you don't have to go super high because of his playing time not yeah. being guaranteed and other people. Bucks. But but what if that doesn't get him? Then and I don't I know get you him. Want... Then I, I don't. Get oh okay. Him. Then you're it's gonna... like I love him, but I'm not going to overspend on a play because like this is one of those Nate Lowe situations where Willie Calhoun could be sent right back down. Correct. He could never see the field. It could be over before it begins, and so like I'm not dropping triple digits on Willie Calhoun. Okay, uh, so good. Good to hear that you're being reasoned with it. Yeah. Um, all right, Dwell Lugo and JP Crawford. We even talked about JP Crawford a little bit. He might already be gone in some leagues, but I know he's available in plenty. Um, D Gordon is, has not been IL'd, but he's still he, he's still not playing right now. So that's why I include Crawford. But then also, uh, Dwell Lugo is going to be that fill-in for Jimer Candelario. So are these like some consolation guys that you would maybe get in on for playing time situations? Yeah, I have no real interest in Lugo. I mean, I know he's hitting the ball decently in AAA, but even with that, it's not like sitting for a ton of power or stealing a ton of bases. He's just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to hold down that job super long. Uh, they may. Well, who's going to take it? I don't know. There's got to be someone else who can play third base at the, on that team. Travis Fryman. I mean, can't they like move uh, Josh Harrison over there? Does he even exist anymore? I mean, they gave him a two-year contract. Like they've got Gordon Beckham on this roster, so like they can. They've got hey. other guys who can play third base. Guess who's like got an insane barrel rate this year? You're probably gonna be able to guess because I just Beckham? said it after you. How'd you get that? Dang. I'm amazing. <laughs> Do you want to guess what Gordon Beckham's barrel rate is? Uh, 17%. Okay, let, don't be stupid. I don't know. You That's said amazing. Second. It's Gordon Beckham. If it was like 4%, it'd be pretty amazing. It's 9.7. He's ranked 36th. It's better than Michael Chavis. There, ergo... Gordon Beckham, better than Michael Chavis. You heard it here first. Get your $500 bids in on Gordon <laughs> Beckham. Um, no, I think this, you know, the send down of Candelario, if you had any concerns that like Ronnie Rodriguez wasn't going to play, I don't know why you would though, because he's raking. There's no reason for them to take him out of the lineup. Uh, they can just kind of bounce him around all over the place for Ronnie Rodriguez. But maybe third base is kind of a, a home for him yeah. for a little while. Uh, J.P. Crawford, we talked about him on Monday. We don't have to go into too much depth. I, yeah. I think he's an accumulator. I think his defense will keep him in the lineup, uh, and it's not a bad lineup to be in. So uh, I don't think he does anything particularly well, but uh, you probably get him for a couple bucks if he's still available. Yeah, 
few, few bucks there. By the way, Ronnie Rodriguez playing shortstop. I forgot he's basically been the primary shortstop. But yeah, Doel Lugo. And and if you need playing time, and that's all you care about, three dollars on him is fine. J.B. Crawford, you need some playing time. That's not even guaranteed. He's more of a bench guy right now. But Tim Beckham has has really come back to being Tim Beckham. So J.B. Crawford could could start to steal some time there. Six bucks, something like that. Like I mean. I wouldn't even do six. <laughs> do like three bucks, and yeah, I mean, you re- you really don't have to go too high on either of those guys. All right, so we'll wrap it up here. There's three pitchers, but really only one of them stands out. It's not nearly the same sort of Fab Stravaganza. Four hitters: Corbin Martin for Houston, Sean Anderson for your beloved Giants, Cole Irvin for Philly. We talked about Cole Irvin earlier. We even did Corbin Martin as well. So I'm going to save not really any analysis on them right now. I just want to know what you're bidding on Corbin Martin because. Mm-hmm. Being a Houston guy, I think he's going to get some extra attention. Now, his next start is against Boston. So if he gets Mollywop there, I don't think that, you know, that's going to keep the bidding down. If he beasts, I think the, the bids are going to go through the roof. So what are you doing with Corbin Martin as far as a bid? He's far and away the best of this trio. Yeah, I'm not going to end up with Martin. I'll throw a few bucks on him, but I don't necessarily uh... – think he is a game changer in the pitching department uh so maybe 25 to 50 bucks okay but i just, so just yeah just to keep him honest um because i mean he's definitely gonna go more than that and they're, and they're gonna have other they have other options to join this rotation at some point so i just don't think he's gonna stick there long term you know force including whitley, whitley. Yeah, yeah force whitley uh they could josh always james. josh james they could always uh, put McHugh back into the rotation if if they yep. if he uh, figures things out as a kind of the long man there. Uh, Framber Valdez is the long man right now. Um, so I just there's too many guys to me that I think uh, uh, could could end up unseating that, him. That is a good reason to not go crazy on Corbin Martin. I would agree with that. Uh, what about Sean Anderson for your Giants? Um, doing his second stint at AAA, spike at 25% strikeout rate, only 8% walk, decent swinging strike rates this year, 12%. Like the skills look like they're there, and obviously the park is the right one to be in. Is this a long term thing? And I don't think he'd go terribly expensively. So is, is Sean Martin somebody you want to get in, interested in? I think he could be someone you throw a few bucks on and hope for the best with. I, I, I mean, don't... it sh- shouldn't be expensive. No, it shouldn't be expensive, and it's a good park. The Giants aren't going to be winning this season. Uh, if anything, they're going to start shedding starters uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline. Right. So he could have, even if he, like, he doesn't stick this time around, he'll probably be back up in July anyways. Uh, worst worst case scenario, but I think the Bochi said that they're gonna stick him in the rotation for now. I mean, they've moved Derek Holland uh, to the bullpen, uh, which he was not happy about and ratted them out for making him take a fake injury. <laughs> um, that was such a bad move on his part. Like, yeah. I, I'm torn because like I respect the principle of it, but it might it might cost him big time is to it, be is, a principal. Like, yeah, like is it really principled if you do it after the fact, after they like demote you? Like this is just like seems like I'm telling on you now because you you know you're punishing me for for being bad, so now I'm gonna punish you for you know punishing me. It's like it'd be one thing if like they send him on the DL and he's like, hey, I'm not injured. Like I don't know why they're sending me on the. Well, DL. didn't he do that? When, when did he? No, he did it after they demoted him after he came back. 
Oh, like, yeah, so, that's a fake injury. At the same time, it's like they're still paying you your contract. Like, are you trying to get cut so you can get picked up by another team? Because I don't, I don't know that anybody same. really wants you right now. Eh, someone would pick him up. He's such a good clubhouse guy. <laughs> I just like him as a personality. And he, I mean, and he's an arm that that is alive, so he can get and scooped left, up somewhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Sean Anderson. Um, you know, kind of looks the part a bit to be halfway decent. Could fake it till he makes it in the, in San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. I think I might. I think I might have some interest in him as a low dollar. I will say, like, uh, if you look at the like the AAA numbers, like, don't go like, well, you had a four ERA. Like, this is a place where Mac Williamson was hitting like two or three home runs a day. Exactly. Like, like it, it's it's a PCL. Look at the skill. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll definitely be interested to kind of watch him pitch some more. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the first start wasn't overly impressive, but it wasn't like he was didn't get like beat around. No, he held his own. Well, Sean Anderson pitched again before this weekend. Or no, let me see. I don't believe he. Well, no, no, because no. the, the start was yesterday. All the I'm games not. in San Francisco are going to get rained out this weekend. Oh, for real? Like at least Saturday and Sunday. Friday's May play. But well, Saturday, you guys are in Arizona, so don't worry about it. Oh, I thought we were in San Francisco. Nope, at Arizona. Uh, well, then all the games in San Francisco will be rained out because they're not <laughs> even playing. Like Sean Anderson gets a two-step next week, Atlanta and Arizona at home. Does that intrigue you more? Yes. So ten bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say fifteen. Okay, and then a uh, one hundred dollar bid, um, one hundred dollar budget, no zeros, three dollars. Yeah, I was just gonna say three. Okay. You nailed it there. Okay. And then uh, just to finish it off, Cole Irvin. Don't care. I want to see what if he has like a two-step next week or anything, though. Just want to look real quick. No, he's at the Cubs. And that's he gets Colorado tomorrow um, in in Philly and then at the Cubs. Yeah, I, I have a hard time really caring about him. If you needed an arm. A dollar. Like a dollar, yep. Yeah. I, I would not go any higher. Okay. So. We've covered that. I'm not going to make you rank all of them because then you're basically just giving away your own bid list. You, you guys can piece I mean, together. I mean, we pretty much have. Like, yeah, I've we, been... we more or less have anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. The hitters, it's going to be wild. Be smart, folks. This is what we talked about with the key boom and the low stuff. We tried to give you the path to playing time and highlight the guys who have a better path versus those who could be more compromised if things don't go well. Uh, you can still be aggressive, but be smart. Understand what you have in your budget, what you can afford, who you're replacing, too. I don't think there's enough analysis on that. And don't be afraid to look at the projections. I'm not a huge like lean on the projections and just blindly take them, but go look at them, right? If you're cutting, you know, you're cutting Ronnie Rodriguez or something, because and you were riding it out or something. I mean, I wouldn't cut him, but I was just trying to come up with a name, and he was the first one that popped in my head. But you'd go like look at the projections of the rest of the season for Ronnie Rodriguez versus Keston Hira, and you'd be like, damn, that's not that's not that different. Maybe if Ronnie Rodriguez is still available, how about that? That's a better way to put it. Like, don't just get drunk on the name value. And that's I think Justin's big point right now, yeah. too. And this is also time too, like scour your waiver wire for other guys too, because you know, while everybody else is focused on these big names, there might be someone out there sitting on your waiver wire that 
uh, you can get for a buck or two this week that yep. you may not have the you know would have would be getting if these names were coming up. So exactly, and something that Rob Silver mentioned, I instantly texted him because I was like, I couldn't agree more. This is exactly where I was thinking. Was next week, you know, I'm going to be getting in on some of those cut Travis Shaw shares, and I can't and I can't wait for it. So. Uh, be be alert of that the week after this Sunday, because people are going to cut him, and I really think, I, I really think that they uh, that that he should get picked back up because I, I don't I don't think he's toast. So all right, well, great talking with you. Are you doing something Sunday with Justin or with Jason? You uh, are Justin. Yeah, I'm always doing something with Justin, but I believe. Uh... I believe he's back, and we get to we get to go again. We won't be talking okay. as much fab, maybe if, unless other guys come up. Uh, but uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll 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 talk we'll talk something. We'll, 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 it's been it's been a few weeks since I talked to Jason, so yeah, it has uh, been it has been. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to be on. The, I'm actually doing a a nightcap tonight. This is day night doubleheader for your boy. Nice. I'm gonna have Alex Fast on. I didn't get to be with you guys. Um. When when you got to talk with him, so he and I are gonna go, gonna have a little private night party. That oh. sounded weird. I'm gonna end the podcast. Yeah. Justin, I'm, I'm jealous. Great talking with you. You should be jealous. And we'll talk. Oh oh oh! Congrats to the DFS winner, which oh. I believe was the well, biggest Herman Marquez fan yeah. ever. Correct? Walter McMichael won it. Yeah. Congratulations, Walter. Um, at Real Fake can, Walter on Twitter and. Uh, he is a podcaster and writer over at Friends Fancy Benefits. You can use that money to dry your tears of Marquez getting beat up again. <laughs> he obviously didn't play Marquez. No, uh, he played Sale and and Duffy. No, but honestly, his offense was incredible. Molina, twenty three. Vlad, Vlad he yeah. had the he had the two homer Vlad Junior. So well done there. Only twelve point seven percent. Twenty four for Machado, eight point seven percent, and twenty two for Marcelo Zuna, three point three percent. And I, I forgot to mention Molina was two point seven. Not only did he get amazing offense, nobody else had it. I mean, not you know you know not literally, but like so few had it and he had the big Chris sale, which a lot of people did 26%, but that's okay. You need that basically as your foundation. Uh, it's super bummer for me because I had Vlad as one of my plays and I pivoted to Carpenter at the last minute and that, oh. that hurts. That hurts. I could, I got no offense going, dude. Um, I actually had sale and Caleb Smith. And so, you know, I take 65 points for my pitchers. You're feeling good about that. You know, they were obvious plays. They were 26 and 25% respectively, but they hit, and I got a combined zero from Mike Trout and Chris Davis. Sick. That's $9,600. Yeah, I, I had Chris Davis, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I also had Carpenter, by the way. But anyway, that's the uh, that's the, the DraftKings there. Congratulations to Walter. Um, we set it up on Monday nights. We might do a hundred this week because I keep stressing on these Tuesday afternoons. <laughs> We're getting like we still get it. It probably help if I remembered to put it in the Facebook group before like oh, you, text you know what? To me. So I didn't know that, I didn't know that that happened. Okay, I'll, I'll try to remember to do that too. And I know uh, I know Jen sometimes mentions like oh don't forget to put it in the Facebook group. Yeah, if, if I always it. forget. So, I, I I will remember this time. Okay, well TBD if it's gonna be one fifty this week. I don't know if my my blood pressure can handle it, but Justin is great talking with you. I'll TBD for for you guys on Sunday, but otherwise, you and Justin, you and Jason, will be back on Sunday. Have a good one. Take it easy.